I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Morning. My uh, my regular colleagues on this programme. Mm. <laughs> That's anyone who's never heard it before. Just that now they feel like, you know, I've brought them in. Sit down, take your shoes off. Obviously, we've got a slight moment of paranoia of thinking, colleagues? <laughs> is that what we're going with? Colleagues? I think colleagues well, is all right. Colleagues is is some yeah. DJ people would say, my sidekicks. Think yourself yeah. lucky. Co-presenters. Take that word, colleague, and cherish it. That's my <laughs> advice. Thank you. Anyway, um, it, just before we go any further, if you want to text us about anything at all, um, you can text us on 812.15, because that's our text number. And um, let's get it out of the way. I, uh, I swam... Uh, <laughs> I swam a length this week for the first time in my life um, of the swimming pool. Not to the outsider particularly impressive achievement, but to... No, I won't have that. But to the frightened middle-aged man. A mountain has been climbed. <laughs> Even Sandy War is, um, is, is applauding in the other room. It's, it's a soundproof booth, but I, I, know, that I, know, it vis- I know the visual Frank, for applause. I won't have you minimising your achievement, because we're all very proud of you this morning, aren't we? I'll tell you what's slightly... No what, one answered. No <laughs> yes. one answered in this room. I'll tell you what, um, what slightly impaired it for me is I actually, when I did it, I mm. got very excited. When, when my hand actually mm. touched the wall at the end of the swimming pool, I was very excited. And I turned to the crowd who'd been incredibly supportive. I, and I was in the crowd, just yes. FYI. And um, I, I'm, I'm afraid I clenched my fist and said, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it was Pierce. Which is, style. It's the, I, well, I, I was thinking Andy Murray. Worse, worse oh. still, I was thinking something I've seen Andy Murray's mum do quite a lot. <laughs> and I thought, is that what happens? You learn to swim, you become Andy Murray's mum. Yeah, yeah. That would be. I don't Somebody's... want people saying, and every time I'm on telly, saying... Uh, is he divorced? I don't. I don't want that. Where's, where's the dad? I don't want that going on. And then you splash the water with your fist, which I, I like. I went crazy. I, I mean, some of the things looking back on now. I mean, that morning, I, I took such a time over my shave because I thought it would make me a little bit more aquadynamic right, in the water. And I had um, I had a lot of pasta the night before. I thought build up the carbs. So I thought I was going to do a marathon. <laughs> Excellent. Twenty five meters. We're talking. <laughs> no, can I say there was an element of jeopardy being poolside? Mm-hmm. I didn't go for flip flops. I went for chunky heels. Did you? I'm not changing my show for anyone. I thought that was sensible. There wasn't. There isn't a Veruca in Britain that would have gone through those heels. <laughs> <laughs> How have the Verucas dealt with your swimming? Have I they... haven't mentioned the Verucas. Have they gone? No, I've uh, I've just um, you I never just told them. About I didn't them. tell them. I thought they'll find <laughs> they'll find out soon enough. <laughs> <laughs> Even though when you first started doing it, we talked about them every week on the radio. I think all the uh, sport relief money I've raised will, have to, will be spent on the Veruca pandemic I've left behind me. <laughs> Cleaning the pool. Yeah. <laughs> no, but Frank, I would say it was 25 metres, about 20 metres in, there was a will-he-won't-he he moment. I but have to definitely. say, I thought, oh, the lad's tiring. And it was a moment of ge- genuine jeopardy. No, I took in, I took in a bit of uh, water. I mm. could feel right. it. The, I thought I'll blow it out next next blow, but really? it didn't really come out. It's at the back of my throat. And if I was just in the, the normal training sessions, I say training um, in my lessons, I would have that would have been my panic and stop point. Yeah, well, I saw but, the I, I saw on YouTube. I was travelling at the time, and oh uh, and I I saw it, um, and that 
the the guy from Liverpool, the teacher, he took quite a stern tone with you on the on the like bit of footage, and he was going, "Just don't worry about it." <laughs> I know. I, I thought, loved well, that. But this—that's the whole point. He is worried about it. That's what we all need. <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of the day, any problem you've got in life ultimately need someone to say, just pull yourself together. <laughs> <laughs> Is it that simple? I've spent years exploring all manner of therapy, and I've, that's the conclusion I've arrived at. Oh. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, at the end of it, out of it, all the presenters of last night lined up and said, we have a message for the, three, for the third world. And that was what they said. <laughs> together, in harmony, just pull yourself together. I thought, I thought it was a bit, a, a bit hard. Really, because there are all sorts of political things that they can't do anything about. Frank, I'm not done yet. I, when we, I'd also like to discuss Karen Pickering's legs, which are extraordinary. Well, well, okay, that's fair enough. That's a cliffhanger. See, women can say things like that. Yeah. Extraordinary specimen. And I'd like to tell you what happened when I tried to kiss my girlfriend at the end of my, <laughs> my swim. So yes, but we won't talk about swimming all day. Don't worry. Stay with us. Yes, at, at the end of the uh, swim, when I was still elated, I, I went over there. I did that thing, that's slightly embarrassing. Again, I went a bit tennis player. And I, who was that guy who climbed up to the uh, friends oh, and Pat relatives? Cash. No. No, um, he never won, did he? It was... Yes, he did. Can <laughs> you text in listeners to support no, me? No, no, Sandy War is not in. What? Thank you, Sandy. Sandy <laughs> War is like a computer. She knows the answer to everything. He did it win. Was, um, I thought it was the Croatian. You two better Pat watch your step. Cash. OK, well, anyway... <laughs> that thing, or, or when um, when um, Alex Hurricane Higgins called his wife and child down to have, and cried oh, with the yeah. child. I, I did that. I went over to kiss my girlfriend, and she was not at all <laughs> very standoff. And I said that was nice of you. After in the car, I said that was nice of you uh, not to kiss me in front of you. She said, "I just had this idea that you'd just been swimming and be like child urine on your lips." <laughs> it was a good point. I thought. I was. I thought. Well, that's fair enough. I can't really argue with that. Meanwhile. Back mm-hmm. over with Karen Pickering's legs. Ah, uh, yes. I'm sorry, Frank. Extraordinary. I'd, I'd actually be happy to have no torso if I could have those <laughs> legs. Oh. I'd be like a centaur in reverse. I'd happily do that. A centaur in reverse. Yeah. I wonder what the sound is for that. You know the lorry, it's the... Centaur in reverse. Yeah. She's quite a sight. I should say, in case you're not into uh, swimming and international athletics, Karen Pickering was um, a very fine international swimmer for Great Britain for 20 years. Mm -hmm. She's got some medals and things. And uh, she was my mentor for this. But she's, yeah, she's a a tall girl. But she had shorts on yesterday. Mm. And, of course, I thought everyone would be saying, oh, God, that's Karen Pickering, the swimmer. But uh, Kath and Emily were saying, God, her legs. Which <laughs> is, you know, 30 years ago, it would have been the men saying that. Yeah. The world's yeah. upside down. <laughs> Apparently. Pat Cash won in 1987 and climbed up to his dad, Jez Banbury. Thanks, Jez. Thanks, Jez. Well, can I just say, good to know on that. the plus side, we've confirmed I'm right. On the minus, we now all know I was around and active in 1987, <laughs> which is rather depressing. That, well, you might, you might have seen it on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Someone else has texted saying... Uh, seven seven eight has texted Goran Ivanisevic, so I think there's um, there's a bit of debate about. No, it. he did it as well. Yeah, oh, he did. What he wants to leave Pat Cash's dad alone. <laughs> 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 if I was Pat Cash's dad, I'd stop going. After, I mean, that's sexual harassment at work, isn't it? Yeah. Can, no. he, can I get to the ladies' final this year, Pat? No, you have to get to the men's again. Oh, <laughs> was it this year? 
We've had a text in that I thought was a mistake, that it was just one of those texts that people do for radio shows about roads being closed and that sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, it might actually be to do with your swim. Somebody has texted saying, uh, Putney High Street blocked due to burst water moon. <laughs> oh, that's, see, that would be handy thought, for me. It would be a shortcut. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be swimming everywhere yeah. by the end of the year, won't you? It's all right, driver. I'll, I'm on my own from here. Where's <laughs> me goggles? <laughs> you live close by the river, don't you? I do live... But, yeah, but you see, I'm, I, saw David, I saw David Walliams last night at Sport Relief. Oh, we God, actually yeah. st- stood talking swimming in Did the corridor. Really? <laughs> Obviously, I was slightly, as it were, yeah. out of my, um, out oh. of my depth. <laughs> um... Yeah, but um, he, I think he's still got the after-effects of swimming in the Thames. Oh, has bug. he? Why? He got a How could tummy you tell? Bug, didn't well... He, he had a nappy on. <laughs> 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 he had an enormous, and may I say, vile-smelling map- nappy on. <laughs> See, then again, Kat's so worried about Kat in summer. When that was announced, that swim... Uh-huh. Uh, the first thing she said to me was, swimming the... She didn't say it's swimming the Thames, what an enormous achievement that will be. She said, of course, it's full of dead tramps. <laughs> How can she know that? Makes me wonder about her past. <laughs> was she the uh, was she the, the hobo killer of the nineteen eighties? <laughs> oh, they haven't been called hobos for a long time. Oh, <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, and Adrian Charles came to watch. And Adrian Charles, I love, but he's one of the most competitive people I've ever met in my life. And I, I went back, still dripping, into my dressing room, proud. <clears throat> and he was talking to my swimming teacher, um, talking about uh, swimming the channel. Oh, really? <laughs> I thought you just make me look bad, why don't you? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Now, one thing that I uh, don't do on this show, which many DJs do lots of, is read out um, complimentary texts. But, you know, people say, by the way, I love the show. And I yeah. think, Much to my chagrin. Well, um, but people oh, have right. sent a lot of very, very lovely texts about my uh, sport relief swim, and I thank you very much. Um, but I'm not going to read any out. <laughs> but yeah. thank you, I appreciate it. Them. it I've is. got a text from you that made me weep slightly because I texted you, good luck, and uh, I'll be egging you on from afar. Or e- egging whatever. me on, I sounded a bit like an, a, an attack on a politician. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, I was in Glasgow and uh, and then you texted me back saying, um, thanks, I did it. And, and I got a bit teary in the street in Glasgow. Oh. And oh, the, the cockerel. But it's a cockerel of all I people. think it's how concise it is. I did it. It's like, you, mm. you did it. Nobody else did it for you. You did it. It's like, it's, well, I, did, I, mean? I didn't mean it to be an ego trip. I was, <laughs> no, no, I know that. I was just trying to say my thumb muscles. <laughs> you, you did it. I, was, I, th- I just got really excited. Oh, well, that's lovely. I was horrendously hungover, and it's uh, easier I, for me to yeah, cry in those circumstances. Why do people have to take the edge off? Why not just <laughs> leave sorry. it? Why do I always have to get a coder? I am sorry. Um, but, yeah. And someone's texted in, can Frank now jump into deep water? Look, Liam, he swam a length. Don't start with giving him extra challenges. Uh, I thought that was just an insult. I can jump, I can jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can jump into, I can jump in, but not into actual, the, the deep, deep stuff at the right. moment. But jumping in is quite a big. It's amazing. It's, it's really quite fun, I like jumping in. I've never yeah, jumped in fun. before in my life. Oh, how exciting. Mm. So, um, in Alan Cochran news. I can uh, do a mushroom float. What's a mushroom float? Well... You it might sounds, ask. It sounds like brunch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's in Coca-Cola. Oh, oh, oh. How bad would that be? Yeah. Um, in Alan Cochrane news, I think we probably need to talk about my head, don't we? Well, I, I wasn't going to mention it. But oh, I have. Alan has Already. arrived looking like uh, 
one of the worst quarter of the England supporters club. <laughs> This morning, he's got Fred it's Perry a, shirt and a haircut. He looks a, a bit, bit like someone of whom neighbours would say he always kept himself to himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is though; it's it's a it's an extreme haircut. Well, I've I've not done the show for a couple of weeks, but here's what happened last week. I I've, as you know, I've been trimming my hair with hair clippers at about an inch long all over uh, since Christmas when I got some clippers last week. I thought, oh, I'll just give the hair a quick trim shaved from my forehead to my crown on the closest setting it could possibly go because I hadn't checked the oh. settings and then I looked and just it was like a lawnmower had gone right through to oh, from, thought, from, uh, from front to front back. to back and I thought I'm going to have to take the whole lot off this why, is not why necessarily. did you do that? you could have had a re- reverse mohawk I don't you could think, have grown it long with that in the middle. I don't think that would fit with my show. Then if you met career. someone with a mohawk, you could lock. Like, you know when you see stags fighting, you could lock Like together. Velcro. Yeah, like, like Lego. <laughs> well, it's funny you should say I'm like Lego, because I actually have, on the very top of my head, like a little, um, almost like a mole or dimple pimple thing that sticks oh, out. Oh, we, we can all have a little touch of it after <laughs> the show. No, I'm good, thanks. I don't know if you can see it, but we'll... Um, I'll, I'll stick my head in front of the webcam later. <laughs> um, do you know what, you Cockrell, touch, I wish you'd, you'd let me know. Like things, do, things do emerge when you dabble with hair. Things do emerge. Well, I got... Um, you must. I must have told you about the time I got my head accidentally shaved. Um, incredibly no. short. He got, I, I, I went um, to a, uh, a hairdresser's. I must have, it's the closest I've ever been in my life to being in a joke, in an actual <laughs> old-fashioned joke. I walked into a barber, a man walked into a barber, <laughs> and the bloke uh, said to me, how, how do you want it cut? And I said, uh, well, I'll have, uh, I'll have it like yours. Yours, look, yours looks all right to me. Because I just, you know, he hadn't got a book with the pictures in. I needed some sort of reference. And his hair was about my length now, I guess. And he said, well, I have uh, number three all over. And I said, well, I don't, and whatever it is. So he did it, and it was incredibly short. Wow. And I said... But yours is much longer than this. He said, oh, well, mine's grown out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and it really was like being in a joke. But um, the great dismay of that is that when I actually got it done, and I, and I had this thing, that I didn't have any head scars at all. Oh. Mm. And if you've got a shaved head and no head scars, it means you've had basically a... a a fairly sheltered childhood, I always think. Very gentle Means you life. haven't fallen yeah. out of a tree or, you know, any, no one's ever hit you with a brick. And mm. I've, I, all those years of being that kid who just read comic books and played with toy cowboys all came back to haunt me. And did you find that you were, you were perceived differently for a little while with your hair shaved? I've, a three. couple of people said to me, actually said, oh, you haven't got any head scars. I, I could tell I'd dropped <laughs> in their estimation. We'll come back to this. I'd, I'd love to hear, by the way, any haircut anecdotes from our <laughs> listeners because um, I love haircut anecdotes. <laughs> yeah, what a band they were. This is Frank Skinner. Can I just say, Frank, we were talking about the cockerel's hair earlier. Mm. Um, I actually think that Sean Locke's look, I think it suits you because you've got a ve- it really brings out your Slavic cheekbones. Slavic? Mm. Mm. He's got a good cheekbone. Yeah, he's got a good cheekbone. 
Mm. People I'm are confused. thinking I'm people, more aggressive. Than people I are think that you're sure not now after the sure not. <laughs> <laughs> got confused. But people have been saying, "Oh, you look, you look hard. You look like a hard man, or yeah, a bit like a be. EDL or a football hooligan, yeah, or whatever." There's a bit of the Vin Diesel about you. Yeah, there really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there is. I was, no, I was at an is. audition the other day, and he and I were both in the room. I was thinking, "Who's it going to well, be?" You're more Vin? sort of. You're more <laughs> Vin on leaded. <laughs> But uh, it's, 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 it's surprising how many people want to tell me that they don't like it. My mum was going on about the other day, I don't like it, Alan. She's oh, from well. Glasgow, where it is, you know, it's, it's the it's look. It's de rigueur. I'm not sure it is. It's, it's more a side part and a ginger moustache, isn't it? See, what? And then there's the men. Hey? <laughs> hey? Hey? Yeah. hey. The cockerel's on fire. <laughs> no, the cockerel's actually on fire. <laughs> oh, God, this is a, this is a complete nightmare. So um, I've had a few hair disasters, Frank, myself. Have you? Mm. I was hoping that. Oh, oh thanks very much. <laughs> no, it's just for solidarity purposes, really. Well, there was a time when my mum insisted I cut all my lovely long hair off. Jealous much. She made me cut it all <laughs> off. And yeah. I said I looked like Juliet Bravo. And I did. And Juliet. I knew as a child, it, WPC... Google it. <laughs> WPC hair is not good. I don't oh. think on a woman... Well, a child. Certainly not a child, Frank. My, I, I like um, I like short hair on a child. Generally speaking, no, 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 it's no good, <laughs> especially on boys. See, that's the, I think that the cropped hair on a boy is a good in a small boy. Yeah, you, you get. No, it's a bit. Thug. I don't want confusion when I when I speak to someone about their child. I really mm. want to know whether I'm saying him or her. <laughs> oh well, I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show or on the podcast, but when I was in Bermuda, uh, a woman walked up to a, like a desk thing to buy a ticket for a thing, and the um. The person selling tickets went, oh, and how old is she about this child that had long curly hair in a top knot cascading down? And the um, the mum went, it's a he. He gets that all the time. I was thinking, well, it's not he that gets that all the time. Yeah. It's you. You've dressed you, your boy up like a girl. You've set him up for, Horrible. for confusion. That's, that's Mean, I thought. There. I don't. I think my worst one, I say, uh, my, uh, my girlfriend of the time bought some sun in. Oh, yeah. Do you remember oh, yeah. Sonny? Yes, I, I, I used it. Can you still it. get it? I've yes, because I wanted to look like John Taylor, so I used it. It was the gift that kept on giving. You'd put <laughs> it in and your hair would get y- yellower and yellower as the as the sun got on it. And she did it and uh, she was putting it in and I said, what's that? And she said, I'll explain what it was. And I said, oh, I've never dyed my hair. I'll have a go. And what the problem was, not only did my hair come out absolutely yellow, like Rio the Rovers, mm-hmm. but um, hers came out exactly the same colour, so we ended <laughs> up in the worst thing that could happen to any couple, a his and hers look. <laughs> like when I once saw two tourists, both in Canadian maple leaf leather jackets, yeah. and you just seem please... Oh, I mean, how does that happen? Or I twins. bet you look like... What about adult twins who dress the same? Oh, that's oh, what that's what, What's going on? They've got to be in show business, or there's no excuse. No, I think... <laughs> yeah, show business or the, the, the mental health um, system. <laughs> it's going to be one of the two. And let's face it, it's a very fine line. <laughs> absolute, absolute... Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Frank, can I just say, the Cockrell and I had a few run-ins. The Cockrell and I would be a, a fabulous... Autobiography. And it ended with me saying, I hate you since you've had that haircut. You've got a bit aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't good. You missed the tension. No, I did miss that. It was one of my moments when I. uh, It was. If anything's over three and a half minutes, any Mm. uh, any track, I think that's always a toilet possibility. Mm -hmm. Okay. I won't won't try it on uh, on less than three. 
I do adore the cockerel, really. But we were talking about his haircut, and other people have texted in. Um, we've had a few in. My this is six two three. My dad took my sister to the hairdresser when she when she was young, and and had her head shaved because she used to complain about her hair being brushed. Oh, what? <laughs> When was the, when was Men this logic happen- problem solved? This happened June in uh, 1860. <laughs> <laughs> June and next then, week to extreme parenting. And then he marched her through the streets of Paris. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> she won't moan about that again, will she? No, he, he must be Catholic, hasn't he? There's, uh, there's quite... <laughs> Straight to a nonary. <laughs> I'd love to meet that dad. There's, uh, there's quite a parenting. few quite a few texts coming in that uh, that end with and it was so bad we both had to cut it all off. <laughs> that sort of seems to be the That's natural what we conclusion. Want. A friend told me lemon juice had the same effect as sunning, so we covered our hair in lemon juice and awaited lovely looking hair. We were in Australia and the baking sun made it set as hard as a crash helmet. <laughs> our hair was completely matted and no amount of washing it helped, so we both had to have it all cut off. <laughs> hey, I think we should do the last bit all together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we all have it cut. <laughs> Any nice. others? Uh, well, well, that's not the only subject they've been getting in contact about. I say they, like they're an amorphous mass. There <laughs> yeah, are so we're, spo- we're supposed to speak to them direct. Exactly. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Have you got any jam? <laughs> all right. Yeah, okay. that's so that's one of the first rules of radio. You never say they about the listeners. You always no. say you. Oh. I know. Well, we but, break you know, those rules, don't we? But if you listen to the people who... Um, Presumably, adhere closely to the first, you know, rules of radio. They're all rubbish, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think we should worry about it too much. Frank, we've actually had some emails in. Do you remember last week we were talking about uh, or devising a sitcom based on the premise of you living next door to the Archbishop of Canterbury? I, I mean, I do live next door yes. to the Archbishop of Canterbury. And it just it just cropped up that would if if that was a sitcom, what would it be called? And we had we had some. Um, very well, fine. They're suggested. not done We've yet. We've had some more. We've had Martin Williams, 131. I was Martin one of my regulars. Martin Williams. Well, this is rather extraordinary. He says, Frank and Emily, maybe you can involve your new baby in the sitcom. And if it's, aye, a, aye. And if it's a boy, <laughs> the show could be called Two and a Half Amen. That, it's, a good, it's a good title, but um, there's someone who's taken the uh, Anne Diamond and Nick Owen route to <laughs> thinking they must be married. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I, I, I am having a child, but um, Emily wasn't involved in any in any well, major. Oh, I think you, I think you held my trousers. <laughs> oh, oh my <laughs> God! Uh, that's that's a good one. Uh, that's a good one, Martin. Oh, actually, if, you know, if, if Martin was in it instead of me mm. living next door to the Archbishop, it could be called uh, Rowan and Martin's laughing. <gasps> oh, that's good. I like oh, that. You're going for Google a Williams it. thing. Google it. Oh, yeah, they're both mm-hmm. called Williams, Williams as well. Yeah. Another suggestion from Michael from Rugby. I once dated a boy from Rugby. Um, might I suggest everybody <laughs> needs God neighbours? Very nice. fine. There's already... Oh, we've got the theme tunes already sorted. Yeah. I always think of using... Because I, when I did the run with John Bishop, I, as I mentioned, they gave me a load of uh, clothing that said Bishop's Week of Hell. <laughs> I wondered if I could, we could call it that, then I could <laughs> use that as end-of-series gifts. <laughs> Seems a bit of a waste. Simple version. And we've just had one more in oh, today. On. Th- three, two, six. Um, back to last week. How about Chaplin Fantastic and the South Bank Cowboy? That's from Foxy. Chaplin Fantastic. Oh, yeah, mm. Chaplin Fantastic. And mm. the South Captain Bank, because I live on this. Oh, man, that's elaborate. Mm. There's that's work gone brilliant. Into yeah. I was thinking a nice simple. What about Canterbury Tales? Oh, yeah. Just simple. 
That's good, but I think it might have been, might have gone that one. Or plaintiff, the first time ever I saw your grace. (laughs) Anyway, uh, you had to spoil it with your own one, you (laughs) ego, Dwight. You couldn't just let the listeners, you had to have some of your own. Um, yes. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Uh, we've had an email in that I'm, I'm not sure I was on the show that this is referring to. I was interested to hear on it's a recent a podcast. One of the Cockerell's corporates. <laughs> <laughs> to my shame, I've had a few text messages this week from people saying, you know, you're in the evening standard. Um, oh. I must have been doing a corporate and I'm in, I'm in a picture in the Evening Standard in a story about advertising, not even about my career oh. in any iota. Are you in a suit and tie? I think so, yeah. Like my uh, my. Oh no, not industry. with that haircut. It looked like a court oh. appearance. Oh. <laughs> That'll be next week. <laughs> That'll be next week's pictures. <laughs> um, anyway, this gentleman has texted, emailed in. I was interested to hear on a recent podcast, brackets, I'm a bit behind... That's the joy of the podcast, though, isn't it? You can catch up on them and yeah, keep it like, all moving like at a different pace. In that respect. <laughs> in many ways. That uh, uh, <laughs> your granddad came from West Cornforth, or Doggy as it's known locally. Now in the village, I can confirm that your working cr- class con- credentials are impeccable. Are they? I don't think that was ever in any doubt. No, is that, is, is that a slight dig at West Corpus? <laughs> you know, they were looking at me, I could, you're, they're certainly uh, impeccable. I'd be. like to know. Why is That's it called, Graham. Why is it called Doggy, then? Oh, we were hoping well, you what could. About that? Like what about that for a texting? Yeah. <laughs> why is West Cornforth County Durham called Doggy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. This is the sort of stuff that uh, puts a radio show on the map. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran, and you can text us on 8.12.15. All the business done in one breath. Well done. And they have been texting, haven't they? You breathe from your diaphragm. The phrase you're after is, you have been texting. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't get my head (laughs) around this (laughs) inclusive thing. We're the only radio station in the country with a third-person audience. (laughs) (laughs) This is from David. He says, we were talking about a disastrous haircuts earlier on, mm. in the light of the Cockrell's um, Clippers mishap. Not that this is a disaster. No, haircut. I actually really like it, I told him. <coughs> it's very yeah, low it's, it's, very, it's, ve- it's very Joe Nesbo, he looks now. You should see how, how little I've got in my wash bag when I travel. Well, I've now. heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Not a euphemism. David says, as a youngster, I had very thick, fair hair that looked like the androgynous guitar player in the Mud Rock Band. Oh, that was um, Rob something. They'll text in. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the rest looked like... I'm doing it on purpose now. The rest looked like Shawaddy Waddy, and he, he was... There used to be a thing in the 70s, you'd have one camp guitarist. If oh. you remember, Sweet had got that one who used to say, we just haven't got a clue what to do. <laughs> but that guy, <laughs> Rob, Rob Thingy from Mod, he, I believe he wrote... Um, I just can't get it out of my He went on and became like a pop... Did he? Yes. So, you know, you might think that silly man. Anyway, well, so this bloke had hair like that. He did. This was in the pre-product era. Oh, God. Lovely use how of did, product. How did you cope, him in the, the pre-product only... <laughs> era? <laughs> the only way to control it was to leave it unwashed, so the natural grease acted as a form of emollient product. Oh, that's very sting. I'm that's now stinking. 50. 
and I think I've only ever had one decent haircut. Frank, can you give me the name of your barber? As over the last few years, he's done a good job from a tricky base. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, I don't know his first name. His surname is Topper. (laughs) Oh, would that be Mr? (laughs) Mr Topper is how I know him. It's quite a formal arrangement that we have. I I like the fact that this gentleman's admitting to having only had one good hair. That's part of the thing for... Because me having shaved my head, people are upset, but... Looking back on it, I reckon I've probably had five good hair days in my whole life. <laughs> good hair and, days? And five? They've been, they've been really random. Like, it's not like, you know, I've had anything to do with that. It's just fluke. So why not just not bother chasing it and get rid of the lot? That's, that's the lo- way I'm looking well, at this. Well, um, in the light of this, um, mm. of this text from David, was mm. it? What I'm going to do, David, you see I'm addressing him directly. Nice, what I'm going to yeah. do, David, is I'm going to keep now a, a record of how many um, good haircuts I have for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's a good and idea. And I'm going I'm to put a column in my journal which might never be filled. <laughs> Although I, I'm, I'm happy with the, the top of the family. They're looking after me. Uh, they're looking after me all right. Oh, I really want to hear something uplifting and invigorating and emotional. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Frank, it's time for your favourite moment of the week. It's uh, it's only Fashion Corner. <laughs> Thank goodness, it's mm. been a while. Mm. We've well, had hair, but um, it, yeah, I like I like some. Well, we've uh, had hair, but Fashion Corner with Alan Frank and Emily, there's no beating it. Uh, I'd like to talk about Kate Middleton this week. Mm. I don't know if you boys spotted, but she was seen out wearing. Well, she, uh, I'm not going to be trying the bush. She was recycling. She was wearing her mother's old blue. Yes, I did say that. Daily Mail hang called on, it a shift on. dress. It's not. It's a coat dress. It was double-breasted. You can't call it a mother's old blue dress. It wasn't like old, like mothy and tatty. <laughs> it was quite a nice dress, wasn't it? Her it mother's. Was... It sounds like she was shabby chic or something. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'm not keen on a double-breasted. You're not, Frank. I always, I, oh, my dear. heart, my heart slightly aches for the uh, the half concealed lapel. <laughs> oh, know, I know they, what you they mean. Re- they really get the the short straw, don't they? The mm. lapel at the back. You know, it's the sort of the Nick Clegg role. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the other lapel is, hey, look at me, the lapel, and you might notice there's a bit of a lapel just <laughs> stopped behind me. Why do they call it double breasted as well? Because it goes across both breasts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, God. I just said it so that I could get Emily to say breasts. <laughs> I'm happy now. That'll do me. That, that's a low point in your life, Frank. Um, but, yeah, so I thought she looked nice. She was rattling around in it somewhat. Well... She's rather... <laughs> no, she was. She I like the idea of rattling around in a dress. <laughs> in many ways, Kate Middleton, although I, I love her heartwarming smile, is the worst possible role model you could have. Because what you don't want is a female figure in the public eye who the thinner she gets, the prettier she gets. Mm. It's it's the absolute worst thing. Mm. So uh, I'm, what I'm saying is that she must be destroyed. Hang. <laughs> no, not really. It's probably treason. I it? thought she looked beautiful oh, God, that in might that actually, dress. I think it's that and burning down shipyards. Yeah. I could still be hanged. But I do have a slight problem with pre-loved wear, as I do call you? it. Yes, I don't like the. I don't like other people's sweat. I'm a bit phobic about that. It's her that. own mother, though. She was, she was sweaty. She was all the, all made. The more so. She was made from that woman's sweat, in I mean, a way. The tracksuit top I've got on used to be Andy Murray's mum's. That's fine, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it looks exactly like it, except you look a bit more uh, I, feminine. In it. I like the fact that she'd. Uh, and 
Oh, Kel Surprise. You are going to hate this, but it's sort of, to me, it proves that, you know, fashion's not that, like, time-sensitive, is it? It's two years That's ago. That's the most that ridiculous mom... thing I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. You are tearing down the very, very <laughs> fundamentals my... of, of Emily's existence. two years existence. ago that uh, her mum wore the I think it dress. was 2008 dress, oh, if wow. I remember right Ages It's ago. called a classic. Exactly. It's so called it... a perennial, OK? That's slightly different, like a navy blazer. The only people that, like, like fashion matters season by season to our fashion journalists and shoppers in TK Maxx where it says on the label I'm past season. <laughs> like, nobody else is that bothered. I'm not going to have a fashion discussion with the cockerel <laughs> when he's wearing a Fred Perry with a rainbow trim. It's nice. I like it's it. It's quite San Francisco. I like it. I, I think have to say. I think it's sort of like mod pride. <laughs> a Fred Perry with a rainbow trim. I think one could say in times of recession that mm. she's done a wonderful thing to recycle. Good example, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm all for a frugal royalty. I mean, he was great in the undertones. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it because it sort of uh, it might put the end to the phrase hand-me-downs because mm. she's, I suppose if she's got it off her mum, then it is a hand-me-down, isn't it? But I mm. have... No, but it's gone from a commoner to a member of the royal family. It's a hand-me-up. It's a hand-me-up. Oh, yeah. I have hand-me-ups as well, where, like, sometimes... I have hand-me-acrosses where I'll get something off my brother. Uh-huh. That's not a hand-me-down or a hand-me-up. Well, up, I don't know, is, so... he, uh, is he your older brother? He's uh, younger than me, but bigger. Uh, well, that's <laughs> oh. a tricky one, isn't it? <laughs> How on earth did that happen? You've, you've, gone, you've gone against that. You must have seen that drawing of the ascent of man. <laughs> yeah. We all have a duty to stick with that. You can't just start changing your size and... <laughs> That's ridiculous. I have loads of hand-me-acrosses. I gave him my jacket last year in a drunken moment. I get a bit garrulous when I'm drunk. He admired a jacket that he'd borrowed for the day, and I went, have it! (laughs) And then last time I was at his house, I took it back. (laughs) Yeah, what you have there is cockerel drunk and cockerel sober. (laughs) In essence. This is Frank Skinner. Frank, uh, we've heard from our Keith this morning. Thank goodness. Mm. In case you don't know the show, our, our Keith is... Well, he's our Keith. He's my brother. Mm. First of all, he says, well done last night, bro. Lovely, thank you. Then he says, only two haircuts in 20 years and they were in pubs. <laughs> <laughs> you see, now I know that that is definitely from our Keith. <laughs> I love our Keith. That's great. Love him. Very fine. It explains quite a lot about... Our kids <laughs> so, um, Good morning to you, Keith. Yeah, good morning. Uh, on the uh, subject of uh, Kate Middleton's... Uh, can switch. I just say that oh. a switch from our Keith to Kate Middleton <laughs> is, uh, is a great sore through the British class system. Well, do you and he share stuff? Do you ever, like... Would uh, he... he did once... Um, I remember he had a herringbone uh, overcoat. Lovely. And I said to him, I like that overcoat, and he just took it off and gave it to me. Really? Yeah. Nice. Isn't that... Um, he never like asked a... for it back when he was sober as well, can I say that? <laughs> oh, right. You know why? Because he's never been sober since. <laughs> <laughs> that was 30 years ago. <laughs> now he's he's big-hearted. I uh, I like that. I like to hear this. I've had a really good yield this year with hand-me-downs and crosses and mm. stuff that I want that other people don't. One man's junk is another man's treasure, isn't it? Mm. I... Uh, Turned up at my um, friend Daniel's house uh, in January or February, whenever it was, cold, and he went, oh, do you want a coat? <laughs> this has never happened in our friendship before. Yeah. He'd bought a new coat, and uh, he's got a bit of a tummy, and it stuck out 
on okay. Tommy. Uh. So he said, do you want to try this coat on? Brand new. And uh, What he should have done is, he should have tried it on before purchasing. No, he'd bought it online. And he'd oh. already actually oh. arranged with the seller to send it back saying it doesn't fit. When you say the seller, he bought it online from eBay. So it was from America. From America. Stage, yeah. No, it wasn't from eBay. It was, uh, it was from, from Spiewak, I think. Mm. The... Uh, coat maker in America. <laughs> Spiewak. Yeah, so there. So, uh, so <laughs> he gave me that. When I have a boy, I'm going <laughs> to name him Spiewak. He gave oh, me dear. that basically because he couldn't be bothered to send it back. What a fabulous sort result. Of, sort of friend that you want, in it? Do you still My wear mom, that, that coat? Yeah. I haven't got it today. It's too nice. Oh, but, yes. Um, I mean, the coat's too nice. <laughs> to waste on the likes of us. <laughs> I mean, the weather's nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been given a bag by my mum. I, I was literally in the shops with my mum. I said... A handbag. I think I'll get a hold-all. I'm going to do some travelling. You know, I'm always on the road. And she went, I've got a hold-all that you can have, haven't you? <laughs> She's mental. And uh, <laughs> I've had loads of stuff. I've had a really good... We're, only, we're only getting Cockerell's side of the story on this. Exactly. Isn't it more... You haven't got a hold-all. <laughs> <laughs> you got a coat, Daniel. <laughs> I'm cold. You've got any coats at all? No, it's, it's and and I've given away a few things as well. I've been handing it about. I gave my brother a coat, the one that I stole the coat back off. You you'd slot into the Middletons. I can play. I, can play I, beg, I beg to differ. Yeah, I, frankly, I, no, I agree. I think I would. I thought I thought wearing your your, your mom's dress was it was I, not you. This is Kate Middleton. Never gone back. <laughs> I thought there was an act of cruelty about it because she must have known mm. that there would be a picture of her mom next to her in the same dress. And obviously mm. she's an older woman. She's had children. Mm. Then she's next to this woman who's you know this society beauty. Mm. Yeah. There's, there's a hint of you know Dorian Gray's attic. Well, about the, it, all going to be there for the poor mother. I the belt looked like a few additional holes had been made in the notches. Oh, no, not out in the garden with a hammer and nail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. No, I felt a bit sorry for the mum. It's, it's like, you know, the replica shirt dilemma, something designed mm. for professional athletes. Oh, yeah. Worn by drinkers. The rugby's but, the cruelest on that ground, isn't it? Because oh, it's like and it yeah, grips they them, and then mm. they put it on. On the sort of men that go and watch rugby. It's a mistake. My advice: stick with a scarf. (laughs) Absolute, absolute Absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, We had a a text from somebody um, who was suggesting another. Frank Skinner living next door to the Archbishop of Canterbury. Mm. Uh, sitcom with Frank outraged by local planning decision in favour of Archbishop's extension. Frank incensed with mirth. <laughs> <laughs> we had another text on 941. Alan was saying how much he was enjoying the sunshine. 941 says, Sunshine not all good. Cats knocked off shelfware when chasing light spot reflected from r- wristwatch on my typing hand. That is good. You see, the pe- those people who live in Scandinavia where it's dark for about 14 hours, they don't know they're, they're, not, they don't know they're oh. lucky their they cats, are. Their cats just must be falling off the wall all summer. Their ca- yeah, bet, Six months it, long. Well, no, there'd be no light, though, would there? At the moment, I don't mm. know. But I thought they got long summers and then, like, dense... <laughs> It's getting good. Darkness. This is a good bit, this. I've enjoying this bit. It started well. <laughs> it's where and radio it's becomes thinking aloud, isn't it? Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Frank, Alan, Yes. you know how much I enjoy the good fortune of others. <laughs> so I was delighted to read about the bus driver syndicate. Oh, God, yes. Who they scooped. Well. They always scoop in lottery stories, don't they? They do. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I like that together, my boys. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, Thirty-eight million. Lo- 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 pro- big prize money wins and uh, pick and mix. <laughs> They're the main scooping <laughs> areas. They might have even scooped a cool. 38 oh, yeah, million. When, oh, when, oh, they, yeah. when they do that, that's the best ever. When it's cool, a cool thirty-eight million. Um, but one of the bus drivers, did you read about this? Mid-shift, he stopped the bus and told all the passengers to get off. And I thought that was rather brilliant, That's actually. It. Was that the second he found out? Yes. Oh, brilliant. Not another foot on this bus <laughs> am I going to go there. Not even press and accelerate for a moment longer. Good oh, for him. I respected his honesty. People always say it won't change me. And three weeks later, they're driving around in a Ferrari with the cheeky girl. <laughs> I like that he's like, no, it's going to completely change me. I want nothing more to do with you. I wonder if he suddenly became quite friendly and stuff as well. He switched yeah. off his bus driverness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, it's it's an incredible uh, mm. three point one. I must say they went very cliched in their uh, celebrations. They they squirted the champagne in the air, yes. F one style, which I always hate. Mm. As, was as it champagne or was it what I call almost champagne? Well, whatever it was, there Bubbly. must be people in the third Bubbly. world thinking I'd love I'd love a glass of champagne. <laughs> and it's just being wasted. In, uh, in the West. Do, do you think that's good, that, that to be doing that? Sport Relief Week? They should be ashamed of themselves. Mm. And they got the big cheque out, of course. Like the big cheque. I like the photograph of them as well, because what one of them's done is put shades on to look a bit, you know, lottery winner lifestyle, but he's still got his little anorak on. Well, when I <laughs> saw the shades, look. I didn't think that. I thought, I, I benefit cheat. <laughs> <laughs> they, did, they didn't know he was on the buses. In the, in the, on the buses? <laughs> blah, da, da, da. <laughs> blah, da, da. Blah, da, da. Oh, oh good. <laughs> no, but the big cheque, it's out of date. Nobody. Who writes cheques? When's the last time you wrote a cheque, No, Alan? I can't remember. They can't have a giant chip and pin. Why that not? <laughs> That's the next thing. A massive, yeah, great banker's order. The transfer, although, yeah. I know it's difficult. Wouldn't it be amazing if they won it again next week? Typical. Like bus wins. Like buses <laughs> are. Bus wins? Bus wins doesn't even make sense. I'd, ha- I'd hate to win the, the lottery, I wouldn't like it. I like bus wins. You, uh, you'd hate to win it? Yeah, because I wouldn't want to pose with my leg aloft, and you have to do that. <laughs> you do have to, you have that to do that. Yes, if you're an AD, you do. You have to show a bit of sight. Yes. True. You'd have to hold a big check. You'd be covered in champagne, and you'd have a leg aloft. It's, I mean, it, it, it's not good for the brand, Frank. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a terrible. It's like being Sophie Anderton. It's a terrible every night. night out. Yeah, but exactly. they left this woman out, didn't they? What? No, they didn't leave her out. Oh, she oh, withdrew. Judge she withdrew from the syndicate, didn't she? she? Oh, did she? She was one of the ones. That, I think there was twelve that set up the syndicate. Hazel, she's called Hazel Loveday or something like that. Is it right? Yeah, nice, nice, good that. names. Yeah. Um, and she she pulled out. Sorry, of it. broke single mother. Carry on defending them. <laughs> yeah, she. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of the broke single mothers. <laughs> I, I grew up with one at <laughs> various points. Um, but uh, yeah, she uh, she pulled out of the syndicate because it was mm. two pounds a week, and she thought, well, I can't afford that. And then they've won, and they've said, now we're probably not going to give her any. Or one of them said, well, if we do, it'll be a private matter. Hazel's mm. a nice girl, and. And I quite liked it. I liked the fact that they've won and they're immediately slightly media aware of going, no, no, that'll be a private matter. We're not going to tell you first. I th- I mean, for me, mm. is Hazel any more entitled to a handout from the bus drivers than any other um, single mother, unemployed single mother? 
Yes, because she'd put in over the years. I think they should no, just... No, that's put not in, she put in. She work. pulled out six months ago. Don't you two start having a go at me. I won't tolerate <laughs> it. This is like... This is like... And you'll, you'll, you'll be with me here, girls. <laughs> when, oh. when the ex comes back, the ex who dumped you comes back, expects a night of uh, physical activity and then goes away again. I'm sorry, yeah. but if you, if, you, if you withdrew, goodbye. Yeah. You don't come back and say, oh, I have... Is she going to come back and say, here's those two quids? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, I bet they are. Get out, Hazel. <laughs> you had your chance and you blew it. That's I'm sorry. It. If they do decide to privately give her money, I mm. hope they give her it in change. <laughs> like, here's, here's some pound coins. But, what, yeah, but if they do that, you'll know it's been nicked from the boss machine. <laughs> yeah. I, whatever they give her, whatever they give her, Hazel will go home and thought, well... It's not much out of three point one million. That's no. I mean, you yeah. can't, they're on a they're in a no win situation. Yeah, I have to say one of them, one of the three point one million winners, said he's told his wife she can have anything she likes. What I would ask for is a book voucher for three point two million. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Tell you what I really liked about the uh, bus driver lottery winners is that uh, one of them was asked if they would give any money to that Hazel Love Day, and he said, you've got to be in it to win it. I, I love a cliché coming true. Yeah. If he'd then shrugged his shoulders and said, it's a lottery, isn't it? <laughs> I would have loved that. But there's, I there's, like that he's gone corporate a, man already. But has there ever been a better example of you've got to be in it to yeah, win it than it's that? A lottery, Absolutely. It's a bit perfect. like um, at Christmas time, you sent me a Christmas card and I had a weird moment of going, I'm literally on Frank Skinner's Christmas card list. Exactly. <laughs> you someone's actually Christmas are. Card. You, you're on the stickers. There's probably someone that works in, like, the navy uh, on the radar, and when they hear about a new band, they go, "Oh no, they're not on my radar." You no, know. <laughs> and then they are. <laughs> I so, like a cliche coming what, true. One of the uh, the drivers said that he's got, everyone had said they're going to buy a Lamborghini and mm. go on holiday. Someone's going to go to Graceland, of course. A, a posh slap up meal was mentioned. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and and one of them, Charles Connor, said he wants to learn a language and join a golf club. No way. He's going to have a few bob left over, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, how much are those Rosetta Stone CDs? <laughs> not, not very expensive at all. Oh, dear. So, anyway, my highlight of the week, before we go, was um, Simon Cowell. Because did you see this, that um, Tom Jones claimed that he was offered um, Britain's Got Talent? Yes. And, he turned, and he turned it down. And Simon Cowell denied it. And he said, I think he must be comparing us with Opportunity knocks." is what he said. Mm. And, of course, he meant confusing. <gasps> and he said, it's that moment when you say oh. the wrong word. It's in all the papers. Mm. And uh, he's trying to suggest that Tom Jones is a bit senile and oh. he's got the word wrong. Oh, oh. you know, when you say, oh, <laughs> man, I can't. And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back this time next week. Goodbye. Absolute, absolute, absolute. radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.